Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Kick it. All right. Welcome back to The Creep Dive. This is a podcast. Brought to you by The Creep Dive. <laughs> <laughs> There's three of us. I'm Jen O-D-W-Y-E-R. That's mm. Cassandra Delaney. Mm-hmm. And over there is best-selling author Sophie White. Award-winning author Sophie White. And you are what was once a, a top under 30. I'll give you a good one. I won an award this week. Well, congrats. Why didn't you tell Thank us? Thank you. It's only, I only got the email yesterday. Cass. I am the most influential CEO in the Republic of Ireland for content creation. What? I know. CEO Monthly Magazine have awarded me that accolade and that is not reflected in how busy I am. But <laughs> I think this is going to be great for business. Cass. That's so good. That's A little definitely. bit of us. And Thank welcome. You. Uh, are we going out? Is That's there an award ceremony? I don't think so. I think they send something to my house. Will your picture be in the magazine? CEO My picture monthly. will be in the CEO monthly. Do you yeah. have to subscribe in order to get the copy? I don't know. I actually was going to email back and be like, do I have to buy the magazine? Because I don't know anywhere I that would stop this. cannot afford this. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well done, Cass. And I've got a really hilarious creep of the week. Go on. Now, if you're like me and you're on TikTok and you're watching the same shit, that I watch, you'll definitely have come across this creator before. He's a bearded man in America who specializes in receiving phone footage of people behaving badly. And then he says to his audience, let's get him. Like vigilante. And they kind of identify him. Now, he often will talk about <gasps> being in contact with the police where the this incident occurred. very 4chan adjacent. He's, it's very interesting. And it's going to happen to him. Is he doxing him. them then? Yeah. And yeah. let's get him. Yeah. So basically, he is doing what the old kind of cowboys used to do when they were like getting their posse together. Well, he's putting a bounty on people's heads. Yeah. Uh, now, it'll happen. Now, is the bounty monetary or is it clout? It's monetary. Social media clout. In the sense that he's monetized his account. Yeah, but for the people who no. are up for the bounty, they no. just get the likes. They get the likes and he, yeah, well, it'll also be monetized by them because often if they're TikTok creators, they'll get tagged. It's a whole scene. My whole story, both stories today are all internet vigilanteism oh, what's his I account I love called? that his account is if you're on the tickety talk scalp them him. while they're young <laughs> no how creepy that could end in a dark place this is at tizzy e-n-t t-i-z-z-y e-n-t so his story today is by far the weirdest thing that he's ever the weirdest little piece of CCTV that has ever been brought to him an example of his last massive one was a young man kicks a dog. Oh, relatable. 
No. <laughs> no. And they go find the young man, right? Sorry, oh update, just quick little update there now for the Creep Life fans who were interested. I did get a, a puppy. Dog. I got How a did dog. we not talk about this? Yeah, I have a new dog. Her name is Suki. Oh. I wanted to call her Spooky because she looks like a little ghost. Cause she's a really pale little um, golden retriever. I was going to suggest you call now. her Snow. Snow. That's on the nose. No. <laughs> <laughs> she is divine. She's but you've gorgeous. ruined her life. I'll have her in my life. Yeah. She's a little blonde. She's very blonde, Beauty. very Aryan. She is stunning. It'll keep you in She's, the house. Cass. It is keeping me in the house. I was up. I was down in Wexford last week with her. I'm going. I'm taking her to Clare next week. I keep dog sitting. You see, that's the thing now when you're that's a whole career. alone and you're in your thirties. Is everyone's like you're available to mind dogs? Yeah. So and if you've got your own, I've got my own. You're minding your own anyway. Yeah. Uh, welcome, Suki, the newest she member does, of the she creep answers dog family. to spooks. Ah, that's cute. Yeah. Um. Okay, come back with me for momentarily. As Tizzy Ents himself says, this is the strangest video he has ever had to make. So this is the new one. So this is the most recent. It was only yesterday and there's not been one since. So we are in Texas. A woman has gotten in touch with a little piece of CCTV. The woman in question has a beautiful, small antique store. The CCTV is some of the most in-focused footage I have ever seen. High quality. Suspiciously so? No, because cameras have evolved so much that if you can shoot like 4K on your phone, why were CCTV cameras so shit anyway? And still to this day, any alien slash Bigfoot footage? Blurry. Very, very Nokia 64. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Even they didn't even know they had videos. They're just like a a series of photographs pieced together. Yeah. Taken on a disposable camera. Stop motion disposable camera footage. How black and white. Yeah. So she was having a normal day. In her tiny, beautiful antique store. When a couple arrive in and they seem perfectly fine. The the guy is um, the person in question here. He's dressed in a kind of iconic way. In that he is kind of a beefy, bald man. He's in a nice T-shirt and he's wearing a kilt, a very nice looking kilt, mm. like a t- kind of green colour. Does he have a spot on? No spot on, but it looks kind of like a designery type kilt to me and a big boot mm. and no oh, tights. It sounds very Alexander McQueen. I agree. So she says to herself in the store, I'm sure she does, these people look interesting and they're just cruising around her little gaff. And she's like, Grant, just let me know if you need anything. I'll help you out with anything. And she didn't really notice anything weird happening as it was happening. It was only after the fact that she looked back on the old CC television and said to herself, oh, my God. So the scene opens. CCTV camera is up high. There's a kind of a object of interesting table in the middle and a little walk around with objects kind of on the wall. It's a very small room. A uh, man enters on the right hand side in his, oh, sorry, is it black tank kilt, looking at things, you know, with interest, with, browsing. In, with interest. He arrives to, now I'm not exactly sure what these things are, but they look like they, they're hanging. It could be a sort of vintage kitchen utensil. It's got kind of a black handle, straight handle. They're all hanging up. We can't see what's on the other end, but it's the handle that the man's after. Uh-uh. <sighs> So he picks up one of these things. Uh, Imagine like the back end of a hairbrush, not the spiky end. Is he a keen fister or something? Oh, so he inspects it. He inspects it. He looks up. (sighs) A hand goes in to rise up the back of the kilt. First of all, he hides behind the trestle table that has a bunch of kind of tall objects on it. And you can see his face through an antique um, birdhouse <laughs> and the only way to describe his face is if you've ever met a toddler a nappy wearing individual and they do a shite in the same room as you do the, he assumed the position oh my god like squatty so he goes down he kind of one arm the arm that's holding the hairbrush utensil is clearly in going behind in him in the rear it's going up the rear uh, you can see through the birdcage that he is doing a small strain and a kind of exhale <gasps> as something. And he's down, hunkering down. He's <gasps> pushing. There is, make no mistake, this man looks very much like he is inserting 
this thing into his bum. <laughs> out it comes, cool as day. Oh, comes back okay, out. right, I've got it. Out it comes, and he he goes back over to He's the wall, on the wall, and he hangs it back in the position oh it was in God, before. That, that is such a specific kink. So you can hear because it's, there's audio on the CCTV that the partner though is with, he's with his woman. You can hear her sort of you know happily doing a normal chatty chat, and as he places the thing back on, you say to yourself, "Okay, that may not have been what it looked like." <coughs> that, look, it could, we could be looking at this all wrong. This could be an innocent individual after all. But he says, "I'm not done here." <gasps> He places the first utensil back. He goes around the back of the birdcage. He spots something else that tickles his fancy. He lifts up the next utensil. Very now, hard. I will say his attire lends it's stunning. But is lending itself to someone who wants easy access yes. to his. Yeah. To the skirt. Yeah. Well considered sartorial choice. This man is a professional. Sartorial. <laughs> No, it's Very weak. Good. It's weak. Thanks for trying so tor- to make anal? me feel better. Yeah, that's, yeah. Same. So the next object he picks up, I'd say, is a spoon. Vintage spoon. Uh, it's I hard to say. I wouldn't want, no. Again. Spoon. Very oof, sharp. He, edges. this time, enters from the rear, but to the left of the birdcage, which gives us a better sense of what's happening. First things first, he hikes his leg up. Oh. Wait till you see this. He does a little hike up. Spread the cheeks and in the back it goes. He does a little side to side. He's rummaging. He's got it up. He's doing that kind of face. (laughs) And that one's quicker that time. It's out again. And it's exactly placed back. He at this point is being called by his partner in the CCTV. So he returns to her and the gig, the hunt begins. Now this video went up and within... 20 minutes now there's millions of comments on this but the person has been identified immediately and this is this is now this is all speculative still because we don't know for sure whether the person who's been identified in the tiktok comments is in fact the perpetrator of the spoon analing but he is such a unique looking individual if he is in fact not the person i'm about to show you now it would be remarkable <laughs> and a very, very, very sad misunderstanding. So there exists in America a Christian rock band by the name of Hush Harbour. And in that Christian rock band, there is a man whose name is, I can't find here, Perry, Perry. Daniel. Perry McDaniel Cass, very good. It's probably defamation, but he's not going to listen. I don't think any of the Christians. I don't think are they're here. in here now. However, this is still an allegation, but my God Almighty, the likeness is on point. Not only that, the iconic skirt, rather kilt, has featured before oh. for Perry in an image. So he is a person, Perry from the rock band, who wears kilts. And it is unfortunate, but it does look to be him. I need a visual. And I'm bringing it up here. Am I going to have to do my own Googling like a chump? Slowly but surely, I'm bringing up a visual. Uh, It's funny, like this band mustn't be massive, right, guys? Because it's not massively easy to find an image of this person. Mm. But there is a video. You can't really see him there, but that's him. No, no, I see the face. Gotcha. Very like. this image... How interesting. Moments before I arrived here, uh, you could see him very, very clearly in this image I'm looking at here of the whole band in a cornfield. He's standing far left. And since then, they have cropped him in half in the image. Wow, they acted fast. So another thing, he's obviously might have been at this before. They've turned off their comments on, I think, somewhere. This is uh, on the TikTok. Somebody has said, They've turned off the comments. The band have turned off their comments. I'm not sure where that is. Can I ask on the what does the comment that identifies him say? Here we go. Um, the search. Oh, interesting. So I'm not seeing the literal. No, comment. hold on. I have the comments here from. 
there was a clear comment. The first comment, it was the most liked comment. She must have deleted it. And it was like, please look up the band Hush Harbour. And I cannot see her comment anymore. No, no, there was a comment there on that a second ago. I think it's just... Um, it's been pushed down. Oh, yeah. It's Stephanie Perry MacDonald from Hush Harbour. Mm. I believe his neck tattoo is new, though. But the underbite, the kilt, mm. if I see what the wife looks like. And then a lot of people saying, look up Hush, Hush Harbour. Harbour. And now this is the thing with TikTok is it like, I know it's AI, reads videos, and then it starts the search bar was suggesting so it's really easy so if someone has mentioned that that is Perry McDaniel the whole search bar you have is a blue clickable yeah. search bar that says Perry from Hush Harbour oh no and uh, <laughs> it's kind of I mean it's pretty incredible but it does make you think about touching things all around the place and oh, do you remember there was loads of kind of people do be at this in supermarkets an awful lot do you remember the woman who was done for licking the top of ice creams of course, we had the syringes in the uh, the syringes in the strawberries movement that I don't believe ever actually happened, but it became kind of a hysterical American movement. And um, people have been poisoning food in supermarkets for years. And then there's the man. Do you remember this? There I did this creepy years ago. He yeah. was obsessed with collecting parasites and spreading them. He saw himself as the sort of patient zero and became very attached to his various parasites and would intentionally spread them around the place like I think he thread worms he had lots of different things on the go and he would sort of yes I remember yes now. pick his bum where the oh, eggs and the thread God. worm would be in place of places that phrase Jen that's who he reminds <laughs> me of that gentleman sorry I'm now looking it up on Reddit have either of you been over to Reddit no, to see no. I mean this happened five hours ago so it it, it, it I'm sure it's there already but it Reddit may not no, it to be is outdone so, by TikTok it is come on Reddit so and the subreddits will be wild it's so, unf I found a video now and a good look at this man's face and I have to say. The likeness. Absolutely. Now, usually, you know me, I say that all men look the same and they're interchangeable. All <laughs> same iteration, different iterations of the same design file, right? They're just minor changes. Just different t-shirts. Yeah, just different t-shirts. Yeah. Generally grey, charcoal, black, navy, yeah. whatever. Same t-shirt then. This man, I can categorically say, is the same man. Now, careful. Defamation, I know. But like, it does. It's very unfortunate if it's not him, but by God. It's either him or Phil Mitchell. It is a damning video. It's the pleasure he's getting. He is so good at it. He goes in there with the intent to identify things to put up his bum. He's looking around at all the objects. He's saying, that's for me. I'll take a little bit of that. And now it's just it's like the little... The little sprinkling of him being in a Christian rock band on top of this. Wow. One of my favourite genres that we've covered here are the journey from Christian conversion camp to <laughs> someone who enjoys sticking things in their bum. I mean, like, it's every time. It's every last one of them. Mm. That's what Christ is all about. I'm very disappointed Look, in Reddit. It's just if Christ didn't want them to do it. There he is, cropped out of that photo. Jesus you see, Christ, he cast, like no only time. an hour ago, he was in the photo. It's not very Christian. It's very off-brand. Like if he was just in a standard rock band, the lads would be like, ah, oh, yeah, that's Perry at it again. And you could kind of go with it. You'd be like, he says he's sorry. We'll move on. <laughs> yeah, when you click into their photo it's now the here moment. on, when you click into the photo on bandmix.com, I'm actually doing the creeps are solid. I'm going to put this photo on Patreon because we're going to monetize this man's. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if something desperate goes on, I'll come back and delete actually, the episode. But for now. This is a main episode, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're dancing with the devil over here. So, well, we're not the only ones. Um, So I just feel like there's still a few worse things you could get caught at. Well, I mean, obviously, like, you know, criminal behavior where there's like another vict a victim of it. Um, but like, say, in the kind of like, you know, just more day-to-day -day reprehensible behavior like there'd be worse things to get stung doing i think still yeah oh my god like Although I, I mean this is bizarre so behavior it. it's so unusual but mm. like, no actually looking at him a bit more would get be getting caught wanking be worse than this well or? i mean that would yeah because i think anything where you have a. Uh, uh, your image of you or like image of you climaxing like nobody 
now Nobody okay I'm, I'm gonna re- I'm does gonna re- that with dignity I am gonna retract my statement that it's definitely him because he the underbite of this man is not as distinctive as the underbite on Hush Harbour guy drop it in the group chat okay I'm trying to decide like I don't think it'd be as bad for like to be masturbating but I do think if your coming face got caught on CTTV that would be pretty excruciating do you think there was an ejaculate a little in the pants well no he's obviously not wearing underwear as is traditional with uh, kilts mm. uh, maybe that's the true reason kilts exist no that's that's going to offend all Scots people and we do have some of them I think they would have be, we on this uh, very open minded have we told the story of the kilt at the wedding on this and podcast the skids we have okay, oh, man, okay. epic okay are you sure or was that at a live no I'm pretty sure you've oh, I should do it again <laughs> Once more with feeling From the top Sophie (laughs) I can't I can't Okay Are you ready? Yes So spoiler alert right If you're thinking about watching A documentary uh, Called They call him mostly harmless (gasps) I'm going to spoil it for you So you can do both Uh, But I'd say now If you're in that way You might have come across A number of articles already about it have either of you heard about it yet? No. no, I'm very excited. So this is a story, much like many stories we've told before, where a couple of internet sleuths become fixated on something in particular, a crime, and they go about trying to identify things, much like my previous story. <laughs> Are they um, putting them up their holes? Well, yeah, I'm sure some of that took place, but... Let's travel back not that far, which is part of the reason why this <laughs> this story is so interesting. Because what you've got, the protagonist in the story is a dead body. That <laughs> Okay. That dead body. We all know this story. It's called Weekend of Bernie. <laughs> that dead body was looked for a long time to be unidentifiable. In 2017, an unheard of event in this here day and age of our Lord, the tech universe. How could it possibly be the case? Mm. All right, let's go from the top. But they couldn't identify a body. They didn't know who this guy was. So, And it wasn't a skeleton, it was a body. He was skeletal in the tent. So what I'm going to do is kind of jump around as resource, uh, sources here because this guy, Nicholas Thompson, he was CEO of Wired. He's a big guy on the scene. He was, he, he kind of like, Someone emailed him about this story and he said to himself, how the fuck can someone be anonymous? How in the name of God can this guy not be identified? And I so what like someone he's needs done, to tell him that that's happening all over the place. I know, but <laughs> wait till I wait till I tell you. I'm trying to what I'm trying to I'm trying to set us up here because I've got his. He initially wrote an article based on what the sleuths were doing. Then he wrote a kind of big summary of the whole story. And then this documentary is released. So I've done the documentary. I'm going to go back in uh, and use most of Nicholas Thompson's um, word. Well, his uh, most of the information is coming from his article. Uh, so he first heard of this guy by the name of Mostly Harmless, right? Okay. Um, back in 2017, after somebody rang the wired tip line and said a body... A body of a hiker has been found in a tent in Florida in the summer of 2018. Scores of amateur detectives. Now, I'm talking about, we're talking about, like, after his article came out, it was thousands. It was hundreds before that. Um, Had been beavering away trying to locate this guy. And so the guy, the body was nicknamed Mostly Harmless. It wasn't the person who got in touch with Robert. He had, he had named himself Mostly Harmless. Oh, so, okay. And the reason... It gained traction. The guy, sorry, the guy the who's... Sleuth. The sleuth had named... The dead body. Oh. Had named himself Mostly Harmless. Yes, because people... Okay, so picture yes, sir, this. He's dead. Go on. He's dead. He's dead now. But, and then during the... During the in two particular internet sleuths who'd been trying to locate who he was had started posting kind of pictures because the body was found and they created a kind of... With his kind of, you know, completely withered away face, they were able to kind of build a reconstruction of what he may have looked like. And they had released some information. And that's what the sleuths were kind of churning around. 
I'm re- I'm being really stupid. The I, body I don't is think called I'm... mostly harmless, or the the sleuth guy who got in touch with the journalist. Um, the body is mostly okay. The <laughs> I'm guy. Back. I'm so, back. So so during the time that the internet sleuths were like, here's the reconstruction of this guy's face. Does anybody know anything about this? This was along the Appalachian Trail. This is 22,000, I think, kilometres through I America. Am obsessed with the Appalachian Trail. A very trail. well-worn trail. Oh, there's some great stories off that. There, it, there's tons. It's a whole universe of interest. But what it is, oh is God, a very... Oh my God, recreation yes, of him is so funny. It's truly horrifying, the recreation. <laughs> Because what they obviously had was a skeletal face. And as we know, skeletals, skeletons, skeletons, some people call them, yeah. ha- often come to rest with their mouth agape. Agape. And, and the face is kind of, I mean, they haven't put a whole lot of skin on that skeleton. It's quite skeletal. He looks, hes it's giving Ozempic. It is. It's giving he's, Ozempic face for sure. Yeah, he is, you know. He's the OG. So the question was, who was he? So during the Sleuths Internet, two massive Facebook groups, they were able to get information and photographs and even video of this guy along the trail because tons of people had met him. Yeah. So along the Appalachian Trail, um, many, many people will hike solo. Yeah. It seems to be a a thing you might do if you were having a tough time. Shit crack. It could be something you do because you want to reconnect with nature. A lot of people do it for various different reasons. Bill Bryson has a really funny book about hiking the Appalachian Trail with his college roommate who's really annoying. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So I good. actually read that. The whole book is just about how annoying That's this really guy That's really familiar is. actually. It's called yeah. A Walk in the Woods. Yeah. It's yeah. very good. Guys, you have to stay with me. This is a long ass story. Also, I think okay. Wild is... No, we are. Okay. So well, Wild would be part... It is was part it Appalachian or was it Pacific Coast? Oh, let me... Sh- I'll... I'll Anyway, research we're over you. here. We're with you. So now that we know who's mostly harmless, it just took me ten minutes to work. No, I out. still haven't quite got my head around that. <laughs> it's <laughs> the body. They nicknamed the body mostly harmless. No. No, you said the body called himself mostly yes. harmless, but the body was dead. So the man Sorry. called himself mostly harmless before he died. Exactly. And the reason but we where, know this because he's anonymous. Is because of <laughs> all of the people who met him along the trail. So he introduced himself to people as mostly harmless because yes. that seems like someone that someone who was harmless or harmful would say. Well, yeah. I agree, but yeah. he was gorgeous. <laughs> they loved him. Wait, I've seen that reconstruction. He's not gorgeous. It's Okay, stay with me. Wild is the Pacific. Oh, guys, I'm never... This is going to be four hours long, this episode. That's okay, sure. That's what we're here to do. So, (laughs) during a trail, people will often adopt names like nicknames and use them and it's kind of a thing with like, hikers yeah Chris McCandless but, was Alexander's super tramp but I yeah, think anytime you his, give yourself you know, a nickname it's lame come I on I agree but it is kind of part of the culture of the Appalachian Trail hiking crew um, so the documentary interviews a number of people who met him along the way mm. that's the whole documentary and then two of the of the sleuths who ended up in a massive feud together so back in to why he was called Mostly Harmless we don't really Really know, but the person who I, who he introduced himself to as mostly harmless was a redheaded gentleman having some nice internal thoughts sitting around a fire. Jesus, sorry, I just saw the reconstruction. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jeff, but that's, you should lead with that. <laughs> so. Okay, back in. When he was alive, Mostly Harmless was walking around the trail, meeting people, not trying to be invisible, being nice, sharing information, not any personal information, good listener, kind eyes, sharing his gear. He had stuff, he had loads of stuff, he had cash and gear. For a while, he was calling himself Denim. Cool. Okay. The reason he was doing that was because trailers and hikers know this I did not know this that a jean is not an appropriate um, hiking apparatus it's truly not there's no wicking in it no so when people met who this guy who was originally called they did denim became his name because he was not in the right gear he had a gigantic backpack that was just too heavy Mm. like to a seasoned trailer uh, hiker they'd be like this guy's new yeah he's green he's green cool whatever and Denim was his name for that time so we have a couple of sections of hikers like there's he's, he met over a hundred people who ended up being like I met that guy yeah but all the information they had was either Denim or mostly harmless and he was happy to st- pose for snaps 
yeah, he was happy to do video interviews. If you're doing a trail like that, like the Appalachian Trail, like I think can take about two months to do, but you're going the same direction. Yes. As like a whole rake of people. Oh, very awkward. You're catching up with each other and then you're losing each other. Then you might yes. catch up with them a few days later again. Sure. One, I could, what podcast was were we talking about when I talked about the, the cuddling that we the bunch of strangers? Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Had to do oh, when like I was on like pod. a multi trail. No, that's oh, new. That- Go on, tell <laughs> me that. That sounds like. That sounds like something different entirely. That sounds like the start of one of those dirty fanfics on the internet. <laughs> it was um, basically I was doing like a multi night hike in New Zealand where like there's some of the most incredible ones in the world, and New Zealand's really kitted out for it. So basically, they have these trails that like can be four or five days long, and there is huts at intervals along the trail and the hut is kind of bare in terms of like there may there probably be no electricity there's not really there might be running water but there wouldn't really be like a kitchen or anything like that and then there might be kind of like bunks but some of the bunks in these huts aren't individual bunks they're like a giant bed shelf why would that be a choice (laughs) that someone has made (laughs) why so one night me and my friend Anne had hiked up to this hut it was like there had been an early snow and it was fucking freezing. And basically everyone by like kind of general consensus agreed that we were all strangers here, but we were all going to have a big cuddle pile on the bed shelf because everyone was so freezing. fucking freezing. And we basically took it in turns going in the middle. Like Emperor Penguins. It was That's essentially that. It's slash those lads in the Andes trying to keep each other warm taking shifts on the outside imagine you but woke up and there's a guy in a kilt easing your travel <laughs> spork into his <laughs> bum <laughs> oh so good okay. alright back in the mix okay so people were taking pictures with Mostly Harmless yeah. chatting to him he and was a good so listener so began an explosion of interest from the Facebook or from the Facebook kind of sleuth crime community right who on one hand fancied him on the other hand, like because of all of these hikers, there's one trail angel, she called herself, who kind of who used to go out with tons of food and bits of treats for people who liked going out and helping and like meeting people and doing chats. And she was like, he was a really good guy. There was a really interesting interview with a very kind of elderly enough woman. She had one enormous boob and one sort of smaller boob. But she was so nice and amazing and she had a mullet. But she was just like, I don't really get on with people. Like she finds herself roaming through the forest a lot of the time and she rarely would connect, she says, with people. But she said this guy who was young and seemed to give her a bit of time, just she just thought that is a kind man. I really she got a lot out of her connection with him. So there was a lot of very invested individuals. Let's go back to your man, the CEO of Wired, who was writing about it, just baffled that this guy had no family looking for him, Mm. had Mm. video and footage and, you know, of him. And now they had reams of photographs. Reams of photographs, all this kind of kind guy testimonial. Mm. But not only that, like, okay, let's give a kind of an overview of the way his body was found. So he had a little yellow tent, uh, probably a two man. He was found, a 911 call came through um, another hiker had found a body in a tent. He was eighty-three pounds, uh, like completely emaciated. Eighty-three pounds. 
very, 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 very skinny. Oh my god! And Do you think he? Because he obviously he, started off hiking in denim, and he didn't know that. Like maybe he just started hiking, and then realized this is shit. But couldn't find his way home. And just he was like halfway through, and he's like, either hike back or hike on. And he Kat, was just this like, "This is what's so fascinating about the the this Appalachian Trail. You are." Like always within about four or five kilometers of houses and towns. Like really, it's not in the. You're not in the middle of nowhere. So that doesn't. That doesn't even there's sound exciting. There's points on the trail where mm. you can bop off and go down and get supplies. Oh yeah, there's people post people themselves things to arrive oh, yeah. at yeah. post offices in towns on the way. And but stuff. you are so that's not how they keep in the middle of gear. nowhere. Like you pass through something like 15 or tw- I think it's 22 states, US states. Mm-hmm. I mean, it isn't. You're not passing through towns, but no, they're but off they're the all, trail exactly. and you can access them. So the tent but, was found. The guy rings the police. Your man's like, look in there. Let's have a look. Uh, so we've got a bag, uh, like tons of food. We've got water. This is crazy. We've got a bag pounds. of $3,600. We've wow. got so 3,600. Money. Okay. And we and food and water and a, an emaciated body, no sign Jesus. of of any sort of. It's like the size of murder. an Olsen twin in there. Yeah, or something. Jesus. And um, no ID, no phone, and we have two no- notebooks. And it's 2017, and he's no phone. Yeah, very right. strange. But uh, so. Finger, he but he could have like been robbed. He's someone who has decided, woken up one day and abandoned modern life and taken to the he's road. He's totally Chris McCandless. I'm going to tell you all about him. Okay. So his fingerprints were not in any database and his image didn't turn up any results, you know, when they ran through facial recognition. And I know his face didn't look like the face he probably had before. So it felt from finding the body to the police at the time that he was smart he seemed to have his shit together. I mean, he had cash. What's in the notebooks? Well, that's the question. Okay. It was indecipherable. <laughs> <laughs> Up to a point. Okay. So the police... Shit, how frustrating. So the police in that in, in Florida, in where, did I say he was found in Florida? I think so. Where he was found, um, we're like, we're stumped. We have no information on this guy. Uh, so the, the detective in charge of the case was like, I am going to use these Facebook accounts. Like, there's so many people on there. I'm mm. going to release the notebooks. Yeah. So, and can I ask a quick question? Yes. Which was, did they have a cause of death? No. Okay. He had one scar on his body, a very, very long scar from in the sternum down Whoa. to his uh, pelvis. And that was becoming part of can you identify this guy yeah. here's his scar what would that scar like have like what surgery could that be okay I'll Brilliant. tell you about it so he had this long scar he had perfect teeth so everyone was like look he was taken care of as a child and he had signed in at a hostel under the name Ben Billamy which was a red herring some of the sleuths decided with some sort of creative wizardry that it read in reverse as why me lip and other people were like look it that didn't go anywhere so did, so like who the fuck was he and how could nobody identify him so let's take a look into the notebooks so if we look at uh, let me get, get a picture up here for you guys uh, because this was kind of the beginning of what could have been his initial kind of if anyone was able to figure it out this would have been the moment they should have they released the notebooks it was it looked chaotic like code there was it just it wouldn't have made any sense to me looking at it but it was recognized by programmers and Ah. they were like this guy's a programmer and this is code for this online strategy game by the name of Screeps no way what a weird thing so what was it like a bunch of HTML what's it called HTML HTML. there's tons of different code languages so I don't know it was yeah it was was just Java it was just (laughs) like like, written out longhand exactly exactly do you have a picture of the notebook Uh, not without losing my place here so I had so during that was all released to the Facebook and fairly quickly enough programmers begun to recognise that they were like, okay, we know this. And they went through every possible user who had been on Screeps um, up until April 2017, which is when he headed off on the trail. So that was kind of 
it led to a bit of a dead end. So they had oh, a God, hey. bead on a user named Vahir. So V-A-E-J-O-R. So meanwhile, a woman, uh, Sahir, had arranged for one of the country's leading isotope analysts to study the hiker's teeth. So this is just an, a separate individual who got sort of connected into this kind of quest to discover this guy who set off on a mission herself to contact someone to analyze his teeth and uh with just with the idea that maybe there'd be some kind of way to find out who he is or like where he'd grown up exactly of something in the water exactly so and then separately this genomics company by the name of Othram had taken his DNA and started to do this cutting edge genetics analysis to try and identify him um, Collier Counter had sent them bone fragments that they had extracted from him, his body, and they had begun searching for genetic similarities among people in their database to build sort of a tree of potential relatives like 23andMe. Can I ask, mm-hmm. just when he was found, was he a skeleton? No, not really. Uh, not Just not, very, very he thin. Was, like, he had died very thin. Okay. So yeah. um, he was found, I don't know how, how long. The dream. <laughs> The goal weight. He'd hit his goal weight. So so we're rolling on. it's a main. It's a main. We'll stop that now. So (laughs) let's see now. So at this point, uh, they were all over the place with with bloody hundreds of calls coming into the sheriff's station and tons and tons of people thinking they knew who it was. Various leads that went nowhere. It went so far. This guy, this writer, had gotten a tip and had taken it upon himself to ring that person's family and said hi I think we found this individual who we believe is David you're David crying ensues on the other end of the phone he's like okay shit it's all getting a bit real (laughs) maybe I shouldn't have done that call comes back to him 24 hours or 20 minutes later that's not David we found it David's alive David's just in the next room actually so on and on he's just been quiet he's playing Minecraft on and on it goes until at 5.30 in the morning uh, your man's phone rings and it was a person who he had received a tip months before from and the person on the other end said Vance John Rodriguez. He texted two photographs that looked very like mostly harmless. The nose was the same, ears, eyes with the dark circles around them. Uh, and he was like, this is it. The mystery's solved. But then he thought back to his call he had. And he was like, right, well, someone's going to have to call this person's family. So where they got the name from? They got the name from this tip off. Yeah, okay, so somebody had called in and somebody been like, this looks like Vance. And been like, yeah, this is Vance John. I love the way like dark circles around the eyes. I'd love to hear what kind of <laughs> description somebody would cook up for me. It's very pronounced dark circles under this guy's eyes. But <laughs> it's like so, she just looked really wrecked. Just looked like she hadn't slept in a decade. You might remember the Screep's username was V-A-J-O. Vejo? Yes. But that's... This guy's name was Vance John. So V-A for Vance and J-O for John. Uh-huh. So he was like, hmm. That's a bit more compelling than so why me, Lib? Flashback to the two feuding sleuths, two women who were in fucking deep, right? They both had their idea of who this guy was and they were convinced. Okay. They were at war with each other and like one of them thought one of them originated one... as a as the moderator for this what was one massive account that split because of the war so the documentary is a lot about their warring and what their interest like how big this story became in their lives but remove we'll go back in to the identification so this guy by the way can i say there were people so obsessed with this guy. Like they were having, they were loved him. Like they built this whole fantasy idea of who this guy was. Yeah. Around, you know, these hikers kind of. Their little casual encounters with yeah. him. Yeah. He was a god. He was amazing. Who could he be? And had he been abandoned by, who's this horrendous family who aren't, who, why is no one looking for him? Yeah. How could he just disappear? 
So anyway. Uh, How old did they think he was? I think he was in his mid-30s. Okay. So off the journalist reached out to a couple of old friends of Vance, Vance's and girlfriends and another person who confirmed his identity um, who had worked with him. And the kind of puzzle had been solved then when Othram, that genetics company, mm. had confirmed the DNA did match that of Rodriguez of Vance's mum. Ah. And Vance was known to play this game? Well, I'll tell you, give you the skinny on Vance. So initially, the only people who had sort of talked to this journalist were a couple of ex-girlfriends. He had identified this per- Vance's family yeah. and they wanted mm. nothing to do with this. What? Yeah. The ex-girlfriends both told stories of a very bad man. That is so interesting how someone can go on a hike and be beloved by other people Mm. and then you get the real skinny. Yes. So we have a documented kind of evidence of abuse from these two women. And we have a family who don't seem to care that he's been found dead and will not have no comment was came back from the journalist who was like, we found him. And he was like, what the fuck? So this guy, he was born in 76 he had a twin sister. He had a twin and an older brother. Um, if he was born in 76, he must have been a good bit older. Well, this is 2017. So he, that he was fine. have been 40. Yeah. So uh, he was... 2017 was long ago. He'd spoken <laughs> in his kind of early years of friends of him in school about his father kind of hurting him, but... Nobody seems to be clear on exactly how. When he was 15, according to his mates, he headed off into a field with a gun intending to kill himself and he fired that gun into his stomach. Jesus. And he then lay bleeding on the ground and he decided, I want to live. And he kind of weakly raised his hand and a passing truck saw him and saved him. And the surgeries that followed were the cause of that scar. Wow. Uh, the scar that had fucking intrigued the Facebook groups. At 17, he emancipated himself from his parents. Right. Um, He lived then with a girlfriend for several years in his 20s. She said he was angry that his parents had institutionalized him after the near suicide. He would not talk about his parents except to say fuck them, He re- she recalled. Um, the journalist wrote to his parents and his sister like we, a couple of weeks after they had been told the news mm. and his he just got one line back from his twin sister. My family has no comment. Mm. So he was a fairly gifted programmer. He was on a very big wedge. He was able to work very successfully in that area. But he would take swathes of time when he completely shut down and took himself completely away. Um, Apart from the kind of abuse he inflicted on the his partners his he had these kind of complete unplugs where he would dis like disappear mm. and one of the girlfriends described him as taking he just lay down and went to sleep and no function for a lot for long swathes of time no talking no computer gaming no nothing so like in the room he would in be, the room but he would but he, he would have he also like hike off. and go yeah. So there were these kind of this history of disappearing for large swathes of time. He was exceptionally good at coding. He would code everything the hardest way possible. Uh, she described it as like if you're hiring Rembrandt to paint your bathroom, you know, it's going to be amazing, but it'll be over the top. So he was not a collaborative individual. Right. He would sit down, headphones on, he would listen to Rage Against the Machine and he would solve problems. And the more complex the problem became, the more comfortable he was in that world. He was quiet, but not, he was described as quiet, but not perversely so. So he was able to speak and he would attend parties, but he wasn't like the life and soul of the party, but he was there. He ate once a day. He ate pizza uh, from Walmart or lasagna from this other place, wore black jeans, black shirt, a black trench coat. And he had long, long dark hair down to his waist. One day he cut it all off and he donated his hair to a cancer charity. He was definitely suffering from mental health issues. Um, but that didn't take from 
you know the harm that he did cause to those women yeah um but that explains oh like god like one of them wrote on her facebook page uh before he had died and i think just after they had split apartment 950 a month bills 300 a month standing up to the monster that beat you up emotionally and physically for five years priceless Jesus. so uh jesus he was like after rodriguez was identified after vance was identified as the hiker that woman who wrote that facebook comment her mum commented on to facebook that this man was so abusive to my daughter he changed her so anyway mm. oh god the, god, the absolute sad. downfall of the facebook groups because the people who had identified or felt that they had built this kind of pseudo real relationship with him mm. were sort of kind of inconsolable and they were like mourning like a person that had never existed exactly mm. and the documentary goes through the people he met and how they felt they'd really connected with him mm. uh, and then one of the questions they were asked towards the end of the documentary was like well what do you think now that we know that he wasn't what you thought he was? And you remember that amazing woman who was didn't Wanted have much social connections? Yeah. yeah. She was like, yeah, you know, I probably did project what I wanted. She was so fascinating. She was she she was like, yes, I did project what I wanted to see there. <laughs> you were, yeah, I was like, well, yeah, obviously, like, because he did. didn't know him. But uh, mm. but many of the others refused to believe it. They were like, I know who I met. And those some of those Facebook people were like, we don't believe those women. It was, it became um, like a yeah, kind of a gross it. sort of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it was the internet and no doubt the internet's going to internet and yeah. uh, quickly jump to victim blaming and misogyny. Exactly. So, God, there's a lot. Of, anyway, so that's. But you know, with that woman who like you were just with the small boob and the big boob. Yeah. Like. I feel bad for saying that, but it's just it's it's one of her one of her attributes. She said about herself, or no. did you just see her and think small boob, big boob? I did. Oh, that's weird. I thought she self-identified as someone who had a big boob, small boob situation. No, we all have a big I boob and say, small boob. Oh yeah, no, both of mine are small. Why? <laughs> <laughs> one mm, of mine's long. Would you take one big one and stick with your own one? Just have have the experience of at least one big boob. I don't know. Yeah, nah, I would. Nah, like, because I've had really big boobs. So and I, actually. they're actually annoying with, well, I find them just uncomfortable sleeping well, like, and stuff. Functioning ones are different. Yeah. Sure. However. Anyway, um, she, you said, was slightly kind of, I don't know if maladjusted is the kind of phrase, but like she found it hard to connect with people. Yes. And she connected with him. Yeah. And then he seems like a person who like definitely was, was extremely disconnected. And yet, and everyone he met. But like that makes sense why she connected and he yeah, connected in a way. Like maybe that's what that's what she was kind of responding to in him was mm-hmm. a sort of shared experience of, of we otherness. are outsiders. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny, like for with everyone he connected with, the the kindness seems to be the the common thread that they experience from him, and Mad. and somebody suggested then. Was he trying to atone? Or was the it was the journalist, uh, the CEO guy who suggested at the end, exactly so, was his whole plan, because it looked like in the end that he had starved himself to death. Yeah. Was this an atonement? Jesus. Was it? Was it in some ways? Anyway, well, so that is the story of Mostly Harmless. That was fascinating. It's and, very interesting. I recommend the documentary. They named him Mostly Harmless. He before. named himself. <laughs> Back to that. Just incredible. Right, back to that. So they give themselves nicknames on the thing. Of course. So I'm he sorry. decided most of it. No, he was obviously grappling with something. Because he was he trying to shake Dennis. Yeah. I was about to be like, isn't it amazing? They called him that. And they, they knew. They called him that. And then. Yeah. Transpires not harmless at all. Now I can understand Jen, why he was like the. Wild the, ride. I mean, the difference well, thank between. You to the people who. Can I ask, you know, the two. Now seeing him. Sorry. Just. What he looked like before when he was in tech. Yes. Yeah. You could not, you would not immediately recognize him based on his hiker appearance. But seeing the link between him in tech, hiker and the little, the little filled in reconstruction in between. Not that bad now in context. Not that bad, Cass. Well, now it feels like that reconstruction isn't so much a reconstruction, but like an artist's rendering of what this body looks like because they mm-hmm. couldn't show the actual face of the body. Isn't it? Yes, exactly. Because it was too there disturbing. Was skin on the body. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it it doesn't. It seems like it seems like some poor fucker had to paint or draw that. Yes. 
and we I, shouldn't mock their efforts because I'd say that was challenging. a rough job. But you know the two women who were sleuthing and feuding. Fucking, um, it's just uh, it's amazing television. Okay. The two women there isn't who like were a resolution there, like not remotely. Okay, <laughs> so like at the end, for instance, there was one Chrissy um, who was very like a person who was looking after her adult sister. They were living in like like they were living in like what looked like a part like a ho- like a hotel they didn't have a great setup right mm. they were definitely hard up and not no beans i'd say she had dedicated her life to this chrissy mm. had um but she was just she had become completely poisoned by the power mm. so she had become very like uh, rude and aggressive to the people who were because she was the moderator of the group right the like the power messages, corrupts always. the power corrupted her right yeah. so at the end because she had identified him incorrectly she was very very upset she was upset with herself and she felt that she had been receiving messages calling her stupid and she was embarrassed and upset uh, yeah. and then she was kind of grieving a person she sort of had a fantasy love affair with as well yeah and then at the end right so her interview at the end it's a brilliant ending I'm going to watch this. The interviewer is like, so, you know, considering this is the end, like, what's kind of, what do you plan on doing now? And she's like, well, sure, I'm already on to the next thing. And the, her phone goes, right, in the room. Yeah. And she's like, sorry, I just need to take this. And she heads towards the door with the phone and she said, I wish I could get it verbatim up here. Um, It's something like, oh, I'll have to get it. It's like, she takes the phone call, she's going, oh, oh, no, no. She just goes, Tiffany's been beheaded. <laughs> end of what? End of end of documentary. Oh no, I'm not laughing at Tiffany. Oh, oh they got no, I need to find this. Oh, we don't there, I think the document like I went back so into that was Reddit. The final and I was line. like, does anyone know what the fuck what she's on to next? Like who's Tiffany? And no one knows. Like oh. Tiff, we don't know. that could have been Could have been a cat. What a yeah. great ending. Exactly. But it oh, was I have it here. I wonder can I find the last it's like the final scene. The very last the last oh line is God. is that. It's great. But again, it's still we're not left with any sort of uh, like you know, yes, the internet sleuths were did eventually hive mind and answer to yeah. the yeah. Uh, to who he was, but uh, to what end, you know? Yeah. Stirred up a load of kind of sadness for okay, his Okay, okay, I think I have it here. Uh, yeah. Like, like, is it any use? Oh, here. Hey, Mrs. Young, what's going on? Oh, no, sorry, that was too far, too far gone. Oh. No, wait. Cass, I think that was it. What's going on? Oh, I'll be able to see if I'm looking on higher. That's, no, no, you've gone too far. Go back there. That is quite possible. I'm going to do this thing that I've been dreaming of doing my whole life, which is opening my own hoop. I didn't know you could do that. I am glad I saw this to the end. I really am. Oh, God. I think when I found him, I found me. <gasps> Beautiful. Well, she's an asshole. And realize this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's a very powerful thing. That's Chrissy the sleuth. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's coming. <gasps> well, maybe it's past this. Oh God, sorry everyone. Now, I saw that message. I'm going to tell you this. I'm in front of a filming camera right now. The power. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what? I had to walk out. Wait for it. Sorry, I got that wrong. Tabitha was decapitated. Uh, Tiffany was beheaded. Sorry, I know. <laughs> oh my God, this is perfect. This is going to go out today. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I have a date with this lady tomorrow night. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, thank you for listening. If you want more, come and join our Patreon. It's full of gas stuff. And what have we got for this Thursday? I 
don't even know if I should say it on mic because maybe we need to discuss. Why? I don't know. Say it. <laughs> okay. Uh, We've got juice anyway. We've got juice. We'll see you over there. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.